The idea of you was my own reflection of distorted perception. Ethereal ether wrapped inside my misdirection. Missing signs of red flags until you, you end up on a missing sign with your head tied in a red, red, red. Just a red pair of jet lag, lag. Yeah. Uh, when I was young, I made myself a promise. I said only trust yourself, nobody else is honest Pay me dollars, not homage, I'm sick of being modest Ironic, blessings came from something so demonic I got a million in diamonds inside the ultrasonic Polish, the flow iconic, still I'm so neurotic I treat my product like narcotics, it's economics Every stream like a fiend, I wanna try to chronic Big dipper still tipping out of town strippers I bet these hoes go down quicker than brown liquor In my city at night, watching the lights flicker I'm getting high in the sky villa, my eyes swell up I'm telling time on a sky dweller I keep my heart in the wine cellar, I try to tell them Thoughts of you give my body chills, my only pleasure I think I know how a diamond feel, I'm under pressure 30 pounds and a hefty, I hope the Lord bless me My pimp hand ambidextrous don't make me go lefty Maybe I'm hard to understand, but these hoes get me I ball hard, I should've got my own My heart cold, I swear I feel like 50 below I don't let the pain show, if you know, you know Man, you used to be my dog, but we don't kick it no more I still got love for you, if you know, you know My OG serving 10, he said the time moving slow You gon' be rich when you home, if you know, you know She could be your dream girl or someone else, she a hoe That's just how the game go, if you know, you know Yeah If you know, you know I told her if you know, you know You know the vibes, bitch if you know, you know. You know. I told her if you know, you know. You know the vibes, uh, bitch. Vicious. How you still around the same bitches? Ow. Got they nose in my business. Call it cocaine interest. Heaven, hell, it's the same distance. Cold like the winter sauces that became Christmas. Huh, no decor, millions in my floorboards. Money walk, villains line the walls in the corridor. No remorse. Before money, I've been rich. Whipping till the shit made my limbs twitch. The zombies came back with the skin itch. Grill alive, faces like vanilla sky. Almost had to die just to feel alive. They can't feel the size. I walk a mile in these Mandela slides. The revolution won't be televised, nights become days I made it out of hell unscathed, might go back one day Just a sunbathe, one way, high beams on, doing top speed Cold world, long as we alive, we are not free We are back on Uncultured. That's Belly. If you know, you know. That's Josh as well. And I'm also Josh. How you doing, brother? That is, I'm doing great, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know what? Uh, we're doing, obviously, we weren't here that last week. Circumstances beyond our control. But we're back this week. Uh, I am at the studio and Josh is at home. And uh, I'll tell you what was interesting about my drive to the studio today. You know who what? I pulled up? Well, that too. Uh, there was a there was a homeless dude on La Brea who had uh, put a tent in the middle of the road of La Brea, so everybody was having to like drive around the dude. But that wasn't even the the big one that I saw. <laughs> wow, that's such a La Brea. I fucking hate La Brea, man. I know, I know. It was La Brea is always bad, and when one lane is shut down because there's a homeless guy in a yeah. tent, 
Yeah. It's even worse. But And we need La Brea to get anywhere. But anyways. <laughs> whenever I was on Sunset, I was coming up right where the uh, old Amoeba is. Yeah. Guess who pulls up beside me at the red light in a convertible? Who? Steven Adler from Guns N' Roses. What? Yeah. I I saw the person pull up and I saw the hair and I was like, that has to be Steven Adler. And I look what over. Timing, and it, dude. I know. It was crazy. And he was like, he had some music on and was just kind of rocking along in his convertible. Yeah, that's fucking badass. You've gone to the new Amiibo, right? I haven't been in there yet. Oh, you haven't been yet? Uh, yeah, man. It's crazy how the old Amiibo is now a Van Gogh exhibit. I know. I hate that. And they still have on top of it, they still have the um, the records, the Nirvana record and the GNR record and yeah. stuff on top of it. Dude, it's a huge Van Gogh, like, immersive experience thing. And there's always a line around the block, dude. Yeah. To me, I was super sad about that because Amiibo yeah. was like a holy grail to me when I first moved to L.A. And I was living yeah. in, like, East Hollywood, like, right on the Los Feliz side. And I would go out walking to Amoeba all the time and just dig through the bins and come home with stuff, go up to the, the top floor and find box sets and stuff. Like I got the, the, all the Beavis and Buttheads at Amoeba. Yes. You so, know, that's how I know. That's my section, second floor, because all the cartoons are up there. Yeah, <laughs> bro. They had a, a Beavis and Butthead box set. I still have it somewhere. I just, I don't know where it is. But Fire, it dude. was all three seasons. And then the fourth disc was like, they couldn't get all the music videos, but it was like them with 40 music videos from the show. It was yeah. awesome. So you could watch them like watch the Pantera video. Dude, Beavis and Butthead is just like, such an important part in our childhoods i feel it was such a it was such a 90s like everybody like has like a beavis and butthead story i feel that's the interesting thing too in this era where like people are bringing back everything yeah there's been no talk of bringing back beavis and butthead i think maybe they're afraid that maybe beavis and butthead would get no. canceled no they brought it back on mtv a few years ago and it it I liked it because it was like the same animation, which is like what I think they need to do when they bring shit back, keep the animation as, as, as close as you can modernize it, but keep it the same. Yeah. They change it too much and they fucking ruin it, but they kept the same animation. It just wasn't, you know, the show was so revolutionary because they would say like, butt and stuff. And in the nineties, butt was like a big deal. So you would like giggle and they would play like super metal, good bands. But now there's like, they play like modern metal, which is not the same. And they would say, but, but kids like now they're used to saying fucking shit at age two. Yeah. You know, so it's all over, it's all over TikTok and shit. So it's not a big deal. So that's why I, I feel like it didn't hit. I still will watch them when they come on MTV Classic, though. Same with Daria. Yeah. I'll watch oh, both good. of those. The Daria, Daria movie. Daria was ahead of her time. Yeah. Daria was great. That was probably, in my opinion, a better show than Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, it was a it was a great show, and it's so relevant even now. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. They yeah. the couple weeks ago, randomly, I was I turned on MTV Classic, and the Daria movie was on, and I was like, this is still like sure. top notch, hilarious today. Holds up, dude. Man, did you did you have a crush on Daria? No, were you one of those? No. no. 
You know, if I was going to have a crush on one of them, it, and it's weird to talk about having a crush on a cartoon, but I thought yeah, Jane a, was pretty right. cool. Yeah, I knew her, her, her big-headed ass to get it. <laughs> she, she was like bitchy, you know what I mean? You kind of like, it was kind of hot. I also know a lot of girls who Trent was their first crush. Yeah, Trent was like the first like toxic male boyfriend <laughs> on, on television. Like dude was just, Trent was just a mess, bro. What, what a mess and like all the girls wanted him. Yeah, yeah. And they also had really cool music on it because, like, I think Daria was probably the first time I ever was exposed to Nine Inch Nails. Dude, it, it, it was super, all the goth shit, Nine Inch Nails, like that dark grunge metal. Like, they play, they always play, like, the best tracks, you know what I mean? I wish they had Shazam back then because we'd be Shazam in, like, you know, every fucking episode, whipping it out. I find myself doing that all the time with shows now. And so mm-hmm. one, I'll, I'll Shazam stuff. And then like once a month, I'll go back and go through my Shazam list and check yep. out the full songs of all the stuff that I found. Same. If I'm somewhere, I'm like too busy and I don't want to forget something. I'll Shazam it. Cause I'll go back to it and like, remember like, Oh yeah, that song, that song, that song. Yeah. It's also kind of hit or miss. Cause you hear a good part of the song and then you go back and listen to a lot of these songs and you're like, why the fuck did I Shazam this? I don't want to hear this. <laughs> Same. But it's good because it's like a filter system. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You didn't, we didn't just add it to our playlist. We shazammed it. So we have to look back on it a month later and still want to add it to the playlist. So if it makes it onto the playlist, it got filtered. It always asks now if I want to link Shazam to Spotify. And I'm You've like, no. I've been that for years. And I still, <laughs> we're so lazy. We're so lazy, dude. <laughs> I bet you it takes like two minutes. And it would be like... It would help us out so much, but we're never going to fucking do it. The other thing I worry about, though, is it'll throw off your algorithm, if, especially those songs you don't want that are not now all of a sudden in a playlist on your Spotify. Now you're yeah. going to get fed a lot of that shit. Dude, my algorithm's all fucked up because of um, the music that I play in the gym. We use my Spotify. Ah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So we'll play like, we'll play, you know, some, you know, other trainers will play like commercial stuff or whatever, and then. It would say that, like, you know, Little Nas X is my number one artist, and it's like, not. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a workaround for this because, as uh, you know, I use Tidal primarily. Tidal yeah. is the one that I actually listen to music in, actually I make playlists in. And <laughs> I think it's a great service. But if I am going to try to find a new artist if i'm going to listen to something for the first time i will open spotify and listen to it there and then if i like it i'll add it to my title smart man (laughs) that's a good one i'll tell you what though that's that spotify algorithm that shit hits bro that shit hits and once it gets to know you it's like on point that's actually why i stay with title all these years later because i think it just it has a really good understanding of what i want and I'll, I'll open Spotify or Apple Music on release days, and I'll just see a bunch of random stuff that I don't care about. And then yeah. I'll open Tidal, and I'll get fed these small artists that I like that, hey, I didn't know this person was putting out a single. I didn't know this person was yeah. putting out an EP. And it yeah. knows me better than the other services. So at this point, I'm, I'm stuck. Does Tidal have, like, like, if you go to Punk, does it have, like, different playlists that they've curated? Yeah. For like new punk and stuff. 
Yep. It, yeah. They have that. First, you go in and it's got like your best new artists. It's got the new albums that it's recommending. And then it's got all of those curated playlists. Same thing. Yeah. And they always have like a little brief description. And sometimes the description, not it doesn't even like describe it. It doesn't describe anything. Like, because, you know, sometimes I think they have too many playlists, right? Like when you go to EDM, it gets tricky because then there's like drum and bass, jungle, deep house. And then it'll be like lo-fi. And you're like, what the fuck is lo-fi? <laughs> and then it'll, it'll be like when darkness meets light. And you're like, what the what the fuck does that even mean? That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't describe anything. When darkness means light. Like, what the fuck does that mean? That's what I also like about the title playlist is they're very yeah. coherent. It's like uh-huh. powerful 2000s hip hop. Yeah. Easy. You kinda, yeah. Afro <laughs> beat. Done. Yeah. I think EDM's when it gets like super, super tricky. I, you know? I never make it over to that section somehow. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Electro house. Space house. What's the difference between space house and electro house? There's so many different, like, it goes deep down the rabbit hole. So we're talking about apps here, and I want to circle back to our last show and give you an update. I'm sure you saw the news, but it only lasted, like, two days, and OnlyFans came back and said that they're going to allow the adult content to continue. Yeah, you. we talked about it on the show. That was just dumb in the first place, and it, it, it like, other, you're just giving other apps opportunity to take all your clientele like that was the dumbest thing ever it blows yeah. my mind that there's people that there's people in like conference rooms that can't think of this it's but we you know what i mean it was such a bad move and i think they felt it instantly because all the girls were like okay i'm moving to this place i'm moving here, to that here, place here. yeah it was it was donezo from the beginning and they came out and put out a like half-assed statement of like we stand for inclusion and i'm like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay then. Yeah. But I'm gonna throw us to break. We got a lot of topics to catch up on since uh we were out last week. But I'm gonna throw us to break with music from a brand new album that has already become like a top five album of the year for me. Uh Division and Ty Dollar Sign put out a joint project called Cheers to the Best Memories. This shit is insane. I don't know. Have you heard it yet? No, but does it sound like Thanks for the Memories by Fallout Boy? Not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's what I was saying. You know, everyone is waiting on this Bruno Mars, Anderson Pac album, mm-hmm. and they just announced that it's not coming out until 2022. This is way better. This is way better. Division, yeah. one of my favorite artists. This is the first album Division's putting out since leaving OVO. Um, mm-hmm. Division signed with Love Renaissance, which is Black, Summer Walker, all of them. Oh, it's a good label. Yeah, yeah. Fire. And it's a joint project with them and Ty Dolla Sign on every song. It's fire. I'm pumped. Let's hear it. This is called Memories. We'll be right back on Uncultured. Wanna get freaky, yeah. Oh, nasty, yeah. Oh, no. Your body, yeah, going stupid, yeah, on a dick, yeah, baby, yeah, oh, she wicked, yeah, but she ride out, she, she the finalist, don't get limitless, I can get used to this, don't do to this, 
Sacrifice. Wasn't perfect, put that work in just to earn a strike I've been working, that's for certain, this ain't overnight Yeah, perfect timing, that's how you know it's right Yeah, yeah, let's make a toast, the future looking bright Wasn't perfect, put that work in just to earn a strike I've been working, that's for certain, this ain't overnight Look, first they prayed on all my failures, then they showed me love These just results from my investment, silly shoulder shrugs Niggas posting subs, I still ain't even hold a grudge then they puzzled how I bubbled like I'm poster buzz I pushed the line, got family all energized Moved them out to Portland, they hollering Lilla time Name a nigga that's hooping at this level with realer ties Wait, hold it, I only know one that's DeMar DeRozan All these showmen, niggas more Hollywooder than Hogan Really posing, hooping in Portland but really Oakland Getting tokens, more money making and less emotions We in motion, I know my journey, we never boasting Cause the real ones know it's more difficult I keep a mental note, the trenches fall, be different, bro I let my temper go, if I send a shot, it's intentional Bitch, I been a gold, and if they want problems, we physical <laughs> Dig a yeah, hole I done waited on this moment my whole life Price ain't cheap, I paid the fee, I had to sacrifice Wasn't perfect, put that work in just to earn a strike I been working, that's for certain, this ain't overnight Yeah, perfect timing, that's how you know it's right Yeah, yeah, let's make a toast, the future looking bright wasn't perfect, put that work in just to earn a strike I've been working, that's for certain, this ain't overnight This ain't, yeah, this ain't overnight This ain't, no, this wasn't overnight This ain't, yeah, this ain't overnight This ain't, no, this wasn't Man, I'm telling you right now, that future sixer can really rap. That was Dame Dalla and Blast. The song's called Overnight off of Dame's new project. 
Dame's new record is fire, bro. Yo, what? And your boy Blast too? Blast is on two songs on it. Lil Wayne's on it. Like this album is like dope. It's called Different on Levels the Lord Allows, which is why he calls himself Dame Dalla. We're going to talk a little sports, but before we get to basketball stuff, I wanted to see if you knew that you can now own some real-life Tony Hawk. What, what do you mean you could own Tony Hawk? Tony Hawk has teamed up with Liquid Death and put out yeah. a limited number of skateboards that are painted with his blood. Get the fuck out of here. So sick. He put out a whole video where they came in and drew his blood. It shows them making the the decks, by the way, are sick. It's like a giant He-Man kind of guy with a hawk head holding the He-Man's head. No way. And the blood on it is painted with Tony's blood. That goes hard, dude. That's not that's very untony of him. It's super metal. I was like, this is super dope. I don't know what inspired him to do it, but he also um signed all of these like one contract for each board that is essentially him selling his soul to liquid death. And so no you get way. the the blood board and that contract. Dude, that that's fucking hard. Can you can you buy like a a fake board with no blood on it of the same like design? No, not yet. I'm I mean maybe they'll do that, but they right? made 100 of these boards. They're 500 bucks each and the profits go to the skate park project which is Tony's charity and then Liquid Death's charity that is all about like plastic pollution in the ocean. So it's all like a charity thing. Is it a raffle or is it a or can you just buy it? You can just buy it. It's on liquiddeath.com. Uh th- Oh my god. They're they are going to sell out for sure if they haven't already. Are you going to buy one? I'm thinking about it. I know you are. I thought I it was super dope. And yeah. uh, Tony came out and he said that his inspiration for doing it was, I don't know if you remember this, but I was a Kiss fan as a kid. And in the 70s. I did not know that. Yeah, I loved Kiss. I still love wow. Kiss. But in the 70s, Kiss put out a comic book that was printed in real Kiss blood. And Tony had one as a kid, and he was like, I wanted to make a skateboard like that. No way. And uh, then Lil Nas X posts. I saw that. Yeah, he put out a post being like, so if Tony Hawk does it, it's not a problem? So can we admit that the blood was not the problem? Boom. Tell him. Tell him. It was the fake satanic symbols that are put on there because they were ironic. Exactly. He, does, he doesn't believe in the devil. Uh, most people that have like like our like our friend Jason Ellis has Satan on his neck. He's like, I don't believe in Satan. It's just fucking funny, dude. I have it's a pentagram and an upside down yeah. cross on me. I don't believe in yeah. Satan. Yeah, usually if you don't believe in like God, you don't believe in Satan either. You know exactly. I mean? Exactly. It would be dumb too. Damn it. But I also thought it was really clever that he and Tony then linked and made a video um, where Lil Nas X is talking about how he's going to show you some skate tricks, and then it cuts to Tony <laughs> skating that. for him. I saw that. It was so dumb. That. that was funny. That, but yeah, head over to liquiddeath.com and support a couple of good charities and get a Tony Hawk Bloodboard. That's sick. Man, I need to get an OnlyFans just so I can make money to afford that board. <laughs> Post some feet pics, bro. Fuck, I might have to, bro. We're going to talk some NBA, though. So I wanted to finally touch on the fact that Laurie Markkinen has landed in Cleveland. Uh, 
I was super surprised it took them this long to figure out his situation, but it was a sign and trade. So he's in Cleveland on a four-year contract. Larry Nance Jr. goes to Portland, and the Bulls got Derek Jones Jr. and a couple of picks out of it. I like it. Benefits all parties. Our friend, Jared Allen, has returned, though, with another bold statement, another bold prediction. What's the prediction? So when the trade went through and was finalized, ESPN put out a post saying, hey, this front court is Jared Allen, Kevin Love, mm-hmm. Lori Markinen, Taco Fall, and Allen tweeted, 82-0 and lineup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Man. If I was their publicist for the Cavs, I'd be like, can I please just have your phone? Can you just, just give, give it to phone. me? Just give me the phone. Clearly like a young kid that doesn't know how goofy he sounds. They're trying to be funny, but it's like, we're like really bad that it's worrisome. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I don't think he's being funny. I think, he, bad, I think he's, he's being dead ass with it. Hey. 82 and bro you're out of your goddamn mind (laughs) let's see what they do i mean it's better than last year but then again anything's better than last year oh yeah oh yeah and i mean for now they still have colin sexton so we'll see what they do it's a decent it's a pretty cool big man yeah yeah it's not bad they got taco fall i love fucking taco fall bro same same he's dope um speaking of basketball news ESPN has pulled Rachel Nichols and canceled the jump officially. Bro, I'm so pissed because she came back on air after the whole incident. And I was like, great, everything's back to normal. I was worried because that's my personal favorite show on ESPN, Um, which, you know, it's the best during this type of year, during this time of the year. And then everything was fine. And then, boom, I got that. I got that announcement. I was like, is this old? Is this are they really doing it? They're canceling the jump. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah, so they put out that announcement saying they were going to do a couple more episodes to wrap it up, and she was not going to be on any of them. And then they canceled it, and they said that they're going to bring back, they're going to bring a new afternoon NBA show on with new hosts, and she's not going to be involved. She's got a, a year and a half left on her contract, and they're just going to pay her to sit at home so she doesn't sign with Fox Sports. Yo, for real, like, because if she goes to Fox, I'm there. Like, I keep going over there because they keep, getting the ESPN people that we like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't know if you saw the breaking news today. They have a new host lined up for Stephen A. on First Take. Is it Magic Johnson? It's Michael Irvin. Yeah. This is going to be fun, bro. Oh, Michael. Oh, it's got Michael, Ir- Michael Irvin. Yeah, Michael Irvin from the Cowboys oh Hall God. of Fame. From UM. From UM, UM yeah, UM. UM, bro. Oh, my God. I love that. That's going to be Stephen hilarious, a. bro. That's going to be great and hilarious because Stephen A. was saying that he wanted a show with Magic Johnson and um, Michael Wilbon. I wouldn't have liked that, I don't think. I would have liked it, but not as much as I like him with Michael Irvin. <laughs> no, that show is going to be ridiculous. Someone they could put him in his place, and I think, I think, why do you think they chose Michael Irvin? Because I think Michael Irvin is one of the most entertaining, over-the-top people that's on their roster, and they're probably looking ahead and saying, okay, Stephen A, this might be the last deal we're going to pay him this kind of money for. Let's set up the new guy. And to your point... 
Michael Irvin would beat Stephen A's ass if it came down to it. Beat his ass, so you cannot get in his face. And doesn't he kind of remind? Doesn't it? Doesn't it now kind of remind you of like another competitive show on Fox uh, featuring <laughs> Stephen A? He's like a Shannon Sharp, yeah. where he's loudmouthed yeah. and a legend and a Hall of Famer and. And went to fucking UM, which is the most important part, bro. So <laughs> I'm going to have somebody uh, against Stephen A that has love for Miami. I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah, I think that's dope. And to your point, I also love Shannon Sharp. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's the and reason I, love, I watched that show. Exactly. He's amazing. And also, I love how Stephen A hates the the Cowboys. And Michael Irving <laughs> obviously loves the Cowboys. So I love them always butting heads about that. So I think it'll be fun. So moving into some a uh, couple other basketball topics here. Kevin Garnett apparently still hates Ray Allen. <laughs> He's apparently Ew. still real pissed about that. Y'all need to he needs y'all need to grow the fuck up sometimes, bro. So uh, Ray Allen has like cleared that up with all of the old Celtics. For those who don't know, um when Ray Allen was with the Celtics, they obviously were very successful and won did they win two rings? I think it was two rings. And uh, was it one? One, one, one ring. ring. One ring. So then they demoted him and uh, brought in Avery as the starter on the team. We're still trying to keep Ray Allen, tried to re-sign him to a two-year deal. He said no. Then he goes to Miami and wins two yep. rings with LeBron. Yep. And Fire. so, you know, Avery Bradley – Never really panned out, in my opinion. He was okay, but Ray Allen goes to Boston, or leaves Boston, goes to Miami, gets two rings, and then this weekend, KG showed that he can't just forgive and forget. There's a Celtics fan account that posted some kind of like tribute to the team, and it had, the photo was KG, Rondo, Pierce, and Allen. And when KG reposted it on his IG, he slid the picture over to the side and like, got Ray yeah, Allen out. Cut out, out Ray Allen out the fucking picture, dude. He is so ridiculous. Like, just post it. Like, you guys don't got to be friends, but just, like, post it and be like, good times. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, whatever. You guys won a ring together. Yeah. And it's At been. At one point, you guys were close. And it's been, what, like, 10 years? Yeah, dude. Like, like grow the fuck. Just grow the fuck. This is ridiculous. Up, Move on. Um, Giannis, speaking of some, someone with a ring, Giannis is probably now what I would say the biggest fan of the city of Milwaukee who has ever existed. Ever existed. He's obviously an MVP, brought an NBA championship to the city, takes great pride in the Bucks. Whenever everybody was saying he should leave, he stayed. And now Giannis is officially part owner of the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, bro, he's all in, man. All in. I fucking love that, dude. You don't see that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't see people staying with one team. Let alone a small market team. It's uh, the smallest of all the markets. You know what I mean? Like Milwaukee, like, sorry, Milwaukee, but like people aren't like dying to move there. You know what I mean? It's like hardworking, good people from, you know, I have a couple friends from Milwaukee. Uh, it, it, it's fun, but it's just like not a really prime destination. So for you to, you know, stick your, your your feet in and buy in and you know, like it's insane. They they really they really hit the the lottery getting Giannis. You exactly, know? and I loved his statement about it. You know, he's a really like humble 
kind of dude and he was like i promised to bring milwaukee a championship and i did and now we're going to bring you another one from another sport yeah fucking sick dude why couldn't fucking wade do that why wade have to go to dan chicago or, or, <laughs> or whatever where's he at utah and invest in him that was ridiculous but whatever yeah not everybody's built the same <laughs> yep shout out d wade we love you by the way that's that's all jokes yeah. here speaking of your team though there's a couple of hilarious Jimmy Butler stories right now. Bro, please give them to me. So, first of all, Jimmy Butler's agent comes out and says that Jimmy hung up on him when he called him to tell him that he made the All-NBA team because Jimmy <laughs> says that individual awards don't matter. He's, hey, like, he said, they don't make them like him anymore. He said, know? when I called to tell him that he made the All-NBA team, I got the word all and he hung up on me. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, dude. Him and Giannis, bro. Look at those two guys. Look at the mindset they got. You know? Exactly. Take and then the newest story of him and his agent is his agent called him and told him, hey, I think it would be like better for you career-wise and marketing-wise if you stopped cursing on, on social <laughs> media so much. And he put out, uh, immediately, he put out an IG story where he was like, my agent just called and told me I should stop cussing on here. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hysterical, dude. Jimmy, Bu- Jimmy Buckets is the man. And uh, ESPN, I don't know if you saw, but they put out their projections on oh, the offseason. And they He's said... Giving us that fuel, baby. Yeah, they said that the Heat are have put themselves in the best position to win a ring in this upcoming yeah, season. Bro. Yeah, it's the only good press we got because all people have been saying is how we're coming and rank 16th and this and that. And we're like, yo, get the fuck out of here, bro. Just keep, keep adding fuel to the fire. Rank them whatever you want. They brought in Kyle Lowry. I know. People are sleeping on them still, bro. People are sleeping. So moving into some combat sports, give me your thoughts, and we'll do this quick because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Give me your thoughts on Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul. <laughs> okay. So to make it brief, I still think he won, right, based off power punches, uh, when he when when he hit uh, Jake Paul onto the ropes, uh, in boxing, if the ropes stop you from falling down, which motherfucker went through the ropes, right? Not on them, through them. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a fall. So that should have been a ten round off the get. I think he did enough on account of I don't think any of Jake Paul's punches did any damage to Tyron Woodley. So I don't think even though they look big because he's a taller guy, they're longer, they look like power shots. Tyron ate them, kept walking forward. Those are not power shots. You know what I mean? Um, but then again, you know, I, I, I still think I don't consider Jake Paul a boxer. I, I didn't pay for the fight like I told you I would. I, 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 I literally, my friend watched it and through a stream, and he caught FaceTime me. And I watched it through FaceTime because I didn't want to give them a cent because I honestly, I just can't support this shit, bro. I really can't. Um, that That being said... I could see how Jake Paul won the fight by points. Um, and I just think this is Tyron's problem, bro. Tyron's problem, I just think, honestly, he's just stupid, man. Like, I'm sorry. No no disrespect, but I just think he's stupid. Because this is what happened to him in the UFC. He lost so many fights that he could have won just because he didn't 
fucking finish them or put the pressure. You know what I think it is, really? I think he's gun shy. And I, I, the point that I go back to on this was when he and Wonder Boy had that incredible fight, their first fight yeah. in the garden uh-huh. that was a draw. And then yeah. when they ran it back and Tyron turned into like this, this counter striker yeah. waiting, laying and praying, throwing, throwing yeah. the least amount of strikes in UFC history. Mm-hmm. Like he, I think something in that fight made him gun shy and that's just carried on because there were so many moments in that fight where I was like, why is he not letting his hands go? And when he caught him and knocked him into the ropes, he started kind of doing the, the rope dope thing. Like I'm going to come in, I'm looking for that shot. Yeah. I'm going to drop him and did nothing the rest of the round. And it was weird. Like he did, he caught him with a couple punches that would stop wobble him and he never put the pressure. He was the one tying up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Jake Paul was gassed from, like, the second round, right? You let this fucking punk-ass kid who was gassed from the get beat you by landing a little punch here, a little punch there, just because you didn't want to go in and finish this kid? Like, it, I'm not going to say that it was rigged because I, I, I know it wasn't. Like, I could just feel that it wasn't rigged. That's the one thing that really annoys me about the whole thing is everybody's being like, well, was this rigged? I'm like, no, it wasn't. Yeah, if you, it wasn't if you've watched Tyron's last six fights, you don't, you don't that was the that. same Tyron we've been yeah, seeing. exactly. And you don't fake those, that, that press conference shit and, like, their awkwardness towards each other. You don't fake that stuff. Um, I mean, is Jake Paul on steroids? Yes. Uh, is that why they don't test? Yes. Jake Paul called them out on the... So it's like, you know, Jake Paul's this the just like the token boy for fucking white privilege. So I really hate what he's doing. I know it makes money. Great. Also, Jake Paul is signed to Showtime. It benefits Showtime if Jake Paul wins. So Tyron Woodley knew and had all the tools to finish that fight like he had to, and he didn't do it. So uh, he only has himself to blame. I did buy the fight, and I thought that the card and the whole production of everything was awesome. I thought all the fights were great. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I think Tommy yeah. Fury might be a bum. He's not a bum. He's not top ten, top like twenty, but he's not a bum. That was a weird fight. Um, he if he fights Jake Paul, he beats Jake Paul. Let me tell you something. I'm not. I'm not saying about Jake Paul. I'm saying about yeah. him as a boxer. Let me oh, give okay, you. Okay. Let me yeah. give you a quick rundown on Tommy Fury's opponent so far. And look, no, we no, know no, trash, we yeah. we know in boxing that they build you up off a bunch of cans. But this For is sure. this is crazy. So there's a guy who was who Tommy Fury fought, whose record is 10, 102, and three. Yeah, fucking, yeah. O, o, 26 and 2. 2 20 and 26. 0 and 11. 0 and 9. 0 and 1. 2 and 0. And then the, the guy that he fought was 5 and 7. Pay, paid fights. Paid Crazy, wins. bro. Pay, paid wins, bro. Yeah, people do that. And you see it all the time. That's why, and everybody out there listening, just because someone says they're a pro fighter, yo, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not what it used to be, you know, 15 years ago. It's not the same thing. 10 and 100, bro. <laughs> 10 bro. and 100. How do they let that guy keep fighting? 
And that's because they're in the UK and they tell you the actual numbers of their records. Because over here, you can very easily hide your bad record if you if your pro fights were in Mexico or in another country. Yeah. You can very you can very easily hide who you fought against because there's technically no proof. So there's a lot of ways, and you see this in boxing. So that's why sometimes you gotta see like, yeah, this guy's like ten and zero, but who were those ten? I uh, I did like the card though. Amanda Serrano's a killer. I loved watching oh, her. Killer, love Amanda Serrano. She should have should have been the headliner, obviously. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, I really don't have, and we've talked about this privately before, yeah. but I really don't have that kind of vitriol about Jake Paul. I I I find him annoying, but I think yes. what he's doing is beneficial to boxing because that card was stacked with really good fights. A lot of fighters that people haven't seen before, and they were tuning in to see Jake Paul and watching really good boxing fights. So I get yeah. particularly frustrated whenever people are like, "Oh, this is bad for boxing, and this is taking spots away from other fighters." I'm like, "No, this is like shining a light on a bunch of fighters you wouldn't have watched previously." I see that, but the problem is, is that the people who are actual like fight fans that watch the card, like yourself, are gonna watch the whole card, just like the UFC celebrities and people that are just clout chasing and like want to seem cool going to bars to watch the going to someone's house to watch the fight they just know about the headliners nobody watched that fight that the crowd was empty until the last fight that makes no sense to me i agree with you i agree with you but you know the thing i think about is okay a kid who talked his parents into buying this for him and he's sitting there and watching fights and maybe he's not totally aware of what's going on or what he's watching. He's just waiting to see mm-hmm. Jake Paul. But he's getting to see really top-notch boxing. You're right. The kids, I didn't think about the kids part. From, from, the, from that aspect, which is Jake Paul's like fan base, kids watching this would benefit the sport for sure. Yeah, that's the thing where I think people get lost in the sauce is they're like, well, fight fans, but, fight fans think this is terrible. And I'm like, yeah, but this isn't about fight fans. Correct, but it's also making all these TikTokers think that they like have hands or could fight, which is which could be dangerous because it's pushing white privilege already. Well, and it, but it's also going to lead to a bunch of TikTokers getting snuffed out. So in that point, you're going to win because you're going to see a lot of these kids come in and get lit up and then realize they yeah. can't do this anymore. Yeah, I want to start a promotion where it's like, pro boxers against tiktokers and it's their first fight it'll be like mtv's uh bully beatdown love that show love that <laughs> right? show right it, it's it, it should have a bully beatdown event where it's just tiktokers fighting like not even real good pros just like someone with like a decent amateur record <laughs> i think that'd be fun um i'm, I'm getting snuffed up i'm gonna bring up one more and then throw us to break because here's a real fight a fight that I'm excited about and a fight that I called. Alistair Overeem's glory debut is set and he's fighting yes. Rico for the heavyweight yes. championship. Glory Collision 3 takes place on October 23rd. They're doing it in the Netherlands in a 34,000 seat stadium. Rico wow. versus Overeem. Wow. Is that the, is it the, in the Johan Cruyff Stadium? Is that where they're doing it? They're is doing the it at Gelray Dome. Okay, man, it's uh, it, it's I, I'm pumped because I want to see Overeem on that horse meat. Yeah, that's the thing that I want to see because on the sauce. You know, Verhoeven has not lost in six years. Uh, 
He's lost to uh, his kryptonite, uh, Badari, but Badari's been injured. No, he beat Badari both twi- both times. It, um, he in the last six years, Verhoeven is fourteen and zero. Oh fuck! In the last six years, he yeah, that undefeated. Yeah, oh, fuck! Could have sworn he lost to Badari. Bo- 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 yeah, yeah. Fuck. I think, I think they might have had like a majority draw or something like that, or something weird happened in that first fight. Sure. But yeah, Verhoeven, I I pulled up his record, and he has not lost in six years, fourteen and zero in the last six years. Damn, dude! Wow, crazy. I'm super excited for that fight. I always like watching Glory, though. Same thing with, like, one championship. I love the kickboxing element. I love having the Muay Thai in there. I love the kickboxing. Mm-hmm. I I think that more people would be attracted to martial arts if they got to see more high-level Muay Thai and kickboxing uh, because yeah. you're, getting, you're getting an introduction to it that is at a very fast pace, and you never get those trap trappings of being stuck on the ground for an entire round. I think more people see that and start to learn that. And that's going to be bring more people in for kickboxing too, but ultimately into MMA because they're going to have a better understanding of what they're seeing. And they're going to, I think, I just think it would open more doors for people even more than like boxing. I think that is the area to grow kickboxing and Muay Thai. Do you think that Overeem's gonna just get knocked the fuck out and retire, or what? What? What's? Where's? What's Overeem's like plan here? I think Overeem make, make money one more time and retire in my like country. You know what I mean? I think Overeem, knowing Overeem and having worked with him, I think he thinks he's gonna win. He thinks he's gonna win, which is a problem. It's like Chuck Liddell towards the end of his career, like like fucking Fedor. Fedor is fighting again. Like we need people that are like, yo. You don't don't need to fight. You have money. You're good. Protect your brain. Protect your health. You're fighting a bad, bad man. Just know that you might get, there's a high chance you're going to get knocked the fuck out. I think it's super dope, though, that both of those guys are from the Netherlands. They're fighting in a a stadium with 30,000 people. So if he does lose, what a way to to retire. Passing of the the torch type of fight, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to throw us to break and come back with a little entertainment and music stuff. Um, My girl just announced her album, and it's out now, Seven Streeter. It's called Drunken Words and Sober Thoughts. It's out now. It's in your phones now. Go get this shit. My favorite R&B singer of the moment. And uh, I'm going to play a track with her and uh, one of my other favorites, Eric Bellinger. They just put out a, a track together in addition to her new album. And it's called What About Us? We'll be right back on Uncultured. What about me? What about you? What about love? What about trust? What about then? Talking back when you were hopping when I pull up. Reminiscing about back then lately. Remember how I used to fuck you crazy? Backseat in a whip so wavy and so deep. Almost had my baby. What about, what about, what about, what about us? What about, what about love? Girl, what's up? What about looking back up? Tell them other niggas back up. Ooh, uh. What about me? What about you? What about love? What about trust? What about me? What about love? What about us? What about us? Well, 14 from the west side, if I'm being honest. TLC, no left eye, that's all that she wanted. How you gon' unfollow? 
follow me, leave me for the streets Bad, there's no degree, how cold you could be Bad Girl, I remember the time, I got receipts on my line The naked can, so don't you feel, don't you lie I know your body like mine, put that on slime Girl, you been my favorite, just do me one favor Don't keep that too far from me What about me, what about you, what about love, what about trust? What about then, talking back when you were hopping when I'm full up? Reminiscing about back then lately Remember how I used to fuck you crazy? Backseat in a whip so wavy and so deep I'm almost at my baby What about, what about, what about, what about us? What about, what about love? Girl, what's up? What about looking back up? Tell them other niggas back up Ooh, What about me, what about you? What about love, what about trust? What about me, what about love, what about us? Yeah, you my heart for the first time It was alone Even though I left with my head high I was broken like promises Don't play the victim with me Guilty as can be bad. Do you believe the shit that you speak? Bad Made me regret all the times I said them pissed in your life You know the kind Wish I could go and rewind Put it all back in your mind And it's on slime Used to be my favorite It ain't like the hatred But this is how it's getting
and we're back here on Uncultured. That's Reggie Becton. It's called So High, his brand new single with Ryan. I played Reggie Becton when he put out his last single maybe like a month or so ago. It seems like he's got an album coming up. Really cool young dude, uh, new artist in the R&B space, doing something that's a little more kind of like alternative R&B. It's got, it's got those indie kind of vibes to it. I really like his style and that track's super fire. But Wanted to talk to you about a couple of, of music and entertainment topics. First of all, do you know Spot 'em Got 'em? No. Spot 'em Got 'em is one of Jacksonville's like top rappers right now, young kid. He is now, there's been a warrant in Dallas issued for him over his song lyrics. What do you mean over song lyrics? So Spottom is wanted for questioning in connection with a September 2020 murder of Reginald Agnew Jr., who was shot and killed after attending a party at a nightclub in Dallas. Police believe that lyrics to Spottom Got Him's song again are proof that the rapper is bragging about the hit and taunting the police. Uh, this is terrible. the first time we've seen something where, where they're going after him over lyrics. They said that the video, which came out on Triller, the, there's also a scene in that where he and his boys are talking with each other and joking about a murder and saying they don't even know who did it. Ah, bro. So Terrible. It's pretty crazy. You it on yourself. It's, to me, though, when you're talking about gangster rap, how many gangster rap songs come out and talk about killing people where they didn't yes. kill anybody. Yeah, but they didn't have they don't have warrants after their arrest and possible homicide. But see, this warrant was put out based on the song. They don't have any direct the case right now is they want him oh. for questioning because they don't have any proof that he did this. Oh, They're okay. taking the song okay. and saying, Okay, well he was in Dallas at this time yeah. and then in this song he's talking about a murder. He's talking about this murder. You got no proof of that. Yeah. I wonder if he gave like any like hints like, oh, man, that building or some shit like that. Like when we went through that window and then like these cops are like, wait, someone came, broke through the window of this building and murdered somebody. So maybe you're not going to get anything out of it. You know what I mean? But maybe he gave like they gave away something like a street or some shit. You know, the other thing is spot him, got him is in a lot of trouble. He was already arrested last month at the Aventura Hotel in Miami when he showed up to play Rolling Loud and he had a warrant out for him for an assault and weapons possession charge and police marshals kicked in his hotel room door and found him in bed with an AK-47 next to him. Yeah, oh my God, dude. And you know how fancy that hotel is. Yeah, you know what's funny though? And I appreciate this from you. When you said the word aventura, you said it in Spanish. But funny enough, we, we all speak Spanish and we're all Spanglish. When we talk about Aventura, we say Aventura. We <laughs> 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 say Aventura, you hear like Spanish people. Oh, I went to Aventura. Like we say Aventura. We don't say Aventura, which is random because we turn everything that's English into Spanish name. And we finally get a place that's like Spanish named and we say it in English. It's funny. That is funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we'll see what happens with Spot'em Got Him. Dope rapper. I like his music. Spot'em Got Him. Got it. So we'll talk a little bit about the biggest story in all of music right now, period. So 
Kanye dropped Donda. And we're taping this show just before Certified Lover Boy drops as well. Yeah. So this past Sunday, Kanye, who is now, by the way, legally just known as Ye, he changed his name. Yeah. It is He's not Kanye West. It's Y-E, right? Yep, he's just Ye. He doesn't have a last name. He's like Cher. But, I, can I call him Ye? I mean, he wouldn't like that, but you, uh, you could do what you yeah. want. He calls him he goes, Ye. <laughs> but he made good finally. And I mean, he says that the, the record label put it out without his permission. But on Sunday, Donda did come out. It's 27 tracks. Jay-Z's on it. Marilyn Manson's on it. A bunch of people are on it. Um, to me, I didn't really like the album. I've listened to it a yeah, couple of no. times, and there's some moments on it, but I don't like moments. it. Moments. The problem with those moments is that they're not up to his standards. And what I feel. the other thing is that the best moments have nothing to do with Kanye. To me, correct. the best moments are Jay's verse. My, Even though he's like canceled right now, the baby's verse is hard. To me, though, the best thing on this album is 5 Evo Foreign's verse on Off the Grid. 5 Evo went him, crazy. Yeah, dude. Yo, he's he's blowing up, bro. And this is him once again uh, proving that he's that he's come he's coming up. Learn his name, people. I did not like that. There's no album art. I did not like that. It's just a black square. I did not like yeah. that. It was 27 tracks, and yeah, it bro. felt like it. It felt like he just was doing experimental stuff like i know i know the significance of having that donda chant start the album but bro i'm listening to almost two minutes of just donda 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 are you fucking kidding me dude i'm like what that's are we doing started that's not the way to start an album that's not artistic it's it's just like he just has he just doesn't care he just doesn't care anymore and he's losing the that little bit of humanity that he has in him i feel he's trying to be too artsy when it's like you're gonna lose everybody so what i will say to shoot him a little bit of bail is i was talking to somebody this week who is very in the know can't say who but somebody who is very in the know with kanye west and this person was telling me that kanye has when he makes music now he comes off his meds so he's on meds most of the time for his mental health, but he feels like he can't create, like he can't fire the creative cylinders. And so he came off the meds to make this album and essentially was driving himself crazy to be able to make music. And so in that sense, I'm like, man, that's that answers a lot of the weird things that have been happening over the last like six months or so with him as he's mm -hmm. been preparing this. Yeah. So I get it from, from a certain angle, but I don't like the album. Yeah. And, and, and Josh, you're very, uh, you'd be brutally honest if you, you know, you're always brutally honest when it comes to talking about these albums, no matter how much hype it had behind it. There's not one person that has said that they like this album uh, my brother uh, get rated this album a seven, and to be honest, I think seven's a bit of a stretch. I would say probably a six. I will say it's the the 
only bit of music he's put out since Life of Pablo that has some music on it I want to listen to, but it's not who's, good. Who's going to sit there and listen to it? You know, when, when an album's good, I love to just like go through it. When it's done, I just go through it again, right? And I just keep running through it. You cannot run through this. It's two hours long. It's insane. It's, you can't run through it. He was trying to be too artistic, and I think he fucked up. And then, you know, uh, Certified Lover's about to come out, and that shit's about to be a, a slapper. You already fucking know. Yeah, Drake doesn't miss. Drake drops all bangers. The last thing I'll say, though, before we talk about Certified Lover Boy, because I want to talk about that on a couple of points, is uh-huh. I think... It, and this is the transition point. I think the reason there's 27 songs on that album was because Kanye was scared of the Drake record and he wanted to drive the streaming numbers because he knew everybody would tune in and listen to it at least once, if not more. And so you got 27 songs you got to stream. He's he's trying to drive his streaming numbers up so he can get on the level of, of what Drake's about to do with Certified Lover Boy. That's my opinion. Yeah. He's going to do it with less than half the songs. So my first question for you is what do you think of the album cover? What, the black square? No, no, Certified Lover Boy. Oh, I haven't even seen it. Oh, okay. So Drake Is it the one is it is it the poster from the ESPN? No, no, it's the uh you definitely saw this and didn't realize that this was the real cover. It's the all of the pregnant lady emojis. It's a square with all of the pregnant lady emojis on it. Oh, and every single color? Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Very colorful. It'll, it'll look really nice on a vinyl. So, but, it's, but it's funny, though. So you know who made that? You're, you're an art guy, so I assume you'll know him, but I can explain if you don't. Damien Hurst made that cover. Why, why would he make it for him? Drake hired him to make the cover. I mean, yeah, he just hired him because... Is there a reason because, like, why? Like, is there a reason behind it? So Damien Hurst is, like, one of the most respected artists uh, in hip-hop. Jay-Z, a few years ago, started collecting Damien Hurst and rapping about him. And so Damien Hurst kind of blew up in the hip-hop space. And Drake wanted to have the biggest artist in hip-hop do his album cover. And Damien Hurst is known for making this kind of, like, very minimalist approach. So I think they uh-huh. probably just came up with this idea of, hey, let's just put all the pregnant ladies on this. Um, I think it's fire. And it's called Certified Lover Boys. So I, th- I think that's super dope, too. That's what's funny about it. Yeah, that, now I get it. So Now I get it. Ha ha. So the other thing that I'll say, and you know me, Drake is up there on GOAT status for me. The thing that I always think is funny about Drake album covers is if you go back and look at Drake album covers, all of them are bad, but they're bad in a cool way because they always end up turning into some clever meme for years to come. Like when If You're Reading This Too Late came out, from then on, people were putting up something that was representative for their life in that stupid font. Yep. It's just fi- he finds a way to flip it. When Take Care came out and it was him with his head down in the in the goblet, people memed yeah. that thing to death. When Views came out and it was that little bitty that Drake sitting up there, cover. they were putting everybody up there. They have Bernie Sanders sitting up there, like they yeah. they meme that to death. So I think he's the king of making a bad but good cover. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, they're always just like 
whimsical fucking just like they never like you know they're just like funny and simple you know yeah yeah i think he's got like a really unique taste for that the other thing that i think is super dope is over the last two days he started rolling out who all the features are by putting billboards up in those artist cities so wow out here in hollywood right now there's a giant billboard that says la Giveon and ty dollar are on clb or in New York, this has everyone speculating that it's Jay-Z. In New York, a billboard showed up last night saying, hey, New York, the GOAT is on CLB. Should people be wary? How about, that's, a fi- that's a fire and genius marketing like thing to even think about. Do you think that Kanye West should be on like, like just keep an eye out for Kanye because he might go into like a deep spiraling depression because of this. Because this this reminds me of something very familiar. We've seen this before uh, when the Beatles came to America and took over, and the Beach Boys were just couldn't didn't know how to let go of that torch, and a lot of the members went into alcoholism and drugs and depression. It, it's kind of looking like that. It's like Kanye West is like. You know, Drake has always been straight bangers, but people are like, as long as Kanye's around, Kanye's still going to be Kanye, you know what I mean, number one. But now Drake's just like kind of past him, and and this is a big fail to me for Kanye. Yeah, I think Kanye's having a really hard time with coming to terms with the fact that Drake is has surpassed him because Kanye mm-hmm. sees himself as like the living goat, and the rest of the world sees that in Drake. And I think, so I'm going to say up front, I think this is fake, but... A leak happened online. This album? So it wasn't even a diss album. It people leaked what they are saying is gonna be the intro track to Certified Lover Boy, which uh-huh. is a clip of Kanye talking about how Drake has fucked all of Kim K's friends. Didn't Drake fuck Kim K? That is what we believe. Text over stripes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think and and on TMZ. They caught Kanye's manager and we're talking to him on TMZ and he was like, look, if, if, if Drake does diss him on this album tonight, I don't know what, how Kanye is going to respond to that. Like it's, it's getting to a point where I think it really is fucking with him. And now yeah. if, if, if we're going back to what I was just saying about him not being on his meds, it's not a good situation. Not a good situation, bro. I don't know. He just... I think that Kanye knows, he knows, like, Drake fucked his wife. He knows that, like, everybody who listens to his music kind of knows because he's put hints in there that he's banged her, obviously. Um, he's banged all her friends as well. His music They live down the street from each other in L.A. Yeah, dude, two blocks. What's up with the lyrics? I went, like, two blocks, dude. Just Yeah, like, pretty, that yeah, right there. Much, that is yeah. widely assumed to be him admitting that he did that. And then he says checks over stripes, of course, dude. Fucking Nike over Adidas, bro. Like, like he's he he told him, pretty much said it flat out to the world that he's banged Kim, but he doesn't care. And I love it. Yeah. But Kanye should care. Obviously, it's his wife. I mean, his wife's known for being, you know, Kim Kardashian. But it's just his his. I just I don't see Kanye like winning this. He's losing so badly. That it's kind of embarrassing and, and very obvious and knowing what a narcissist he is. I mean, this this is the album of a narcissist, first of all. 
like a crazy, like he thinks he's a genius. Like he thinks too, that he's too much of a genius now that it's like, it's just not cool anymore. And he's about to have a hard realization right now. Yeah. His time's up. Yeah. I'm, I'm super pumped to hear certified lover boy and, uh, pumped to see what Drake talks about on this record. I also just want to quickly shout out that he gave Omari, <laughs> Omari Bailey, uh, OVO giant chain as well. And, Boss you know, I, I told you, I follow Armari Bailey's mom, mom and of course, she's, bad, dude. she's always playing Drake music and it's like they are a couple and I think that's super dope. If I was Drake, I would be doing the same thing. I, I dig it. Yeah, he's doing it right, man, for sure. All right. So little rock news for you. Oh, you know, Nirvana is being sued by a baby. Yeah, yeah, dude. It, it seems like a sad attempt, but... Yeah, you know. I agree. So Spencer Eden is 30 years old. He was the naked baby on the pool in the pool cover of Nevermind. Um, he is now suing Kurt Cobain's estate, all the living members of the band, the photographer, and the record labels who have released that album. And he says that it's child pornography and that he's suing for child sexual exploitation. He says that... The dollar bill implies that he's being a sex worker. No. <laughs> he also said it caused him lifelong damage. And even on top of that, multiple times for media publications, for anniversaries of the album, he's recreated the cover as an adult like six times. Yes. He owns the shirt with the baby on it. And he's posted photos of people pointing to it saying like this is me yeah yeah yeah. he's and he's he's got paid off of it dude you got paid off of it well he didn't he didn't get paid no so they the story is that his parents got paid 300 bucks for that cover when he was a baby i mean yeah it was the 90s bro they made a they made a bad decision yeah exactly but also dude for the last you're 30 for the last 10 years you've been going to nirvana events recreating this image multiple times and now all of a sudden you yeah. want to sue stupid stupid yeah. that's what i'm that's what i meant like he's been he's been benefiting off this for so long yeah and now like the ship is sailing he's getting old and shit it's like not cute anymore it's kind of like weird now yeah and which which is the reason why i think he's doing it i got one last uh music story and then i'm gonna throw us to break and come back with our favorite segment of the day but i had to save this one for last because I, I know it's gonna be very heartbreaking for you Oh no! Insane Clown Posse has announced their retirement. Man, I I was I was pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I was obviously I was being pumped. facetious, but it there's is too many. There's too many dumb babies being made out there at those fucking festivals, dude. It's not san. It's not sanitary. It's the end of an era, and Josh, there will be no more clowning around. Man, uh, <laughs> you think you think there's gonna be? Do they have any predecessors? They do actually. They have a whole record label of other dumbasses who do the exact same thing that they do. <laughs> but uh they had the the gathering, the first gathering post COVID and uh, the gathering of the juggalos. For people who don't know, yeah. the gathering of the juggalos. And they revealed on stage that Violent J, the fat one, has been diagnosed with severe heart failure 
and that they just can't continue to tour and perform anymore. He said that he would walk out to the mail box at his house or he would just try to walk to the studio he'd be totally out of breath he didn't know what's going on and he had to go get a medical checkup and he has severe heart failure he says that he's not going to die from it but he just can't perform anymore he can't like do Uh, that to his body anymore well that is sad to hear Um, yeah you never as much as we clown on those guys no pun intended you never want somebody to be in like bad health you know yeah to be fair they were cool were they? It's their. It's like they're like they seem to be like they've been on Howard Stern before, and they seem to be they seem to be, uh, you know, not like p- big pains in the asses. They seem to be like friendly guys. Yeah, so yeah, I'll give them that. Just their fans are like the worst. Also, in our era of growing up, before I knew about the Juggalo movement and all of this stuff, the yeah. first time I ever saw in- Insane Clown Posse, I thought they were cool because I saw them in wrestling. Yeah. They used to be, yeah. they were in WWF and they yeah. were then later in WCW too. And to me, yeah, I was like, oh, toys. cool. Yeah. I like, I like Sting. Why wouldn't I like yeah. these guys? They were like the Dudley boys, but the Dudley, the Dudley brothers, but with like face paint. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give them that. And, uh, you know, shout out to Violent J. I hope everything is okay with his health and all that. But, uh, I'm not going to miss Insane Clown Posse. We'll yeah, leave it there. No one, no one, no one will. I'm going to throw us to break, and, uh, and we'll be right back with you on Uncultured. I got a new artist that I'm going to play for you guys. Uh, in my opinion, when you hear this song, you're going to think of, of course, the South. He's from Atlanta. But this is, to me, the South's Kendrick Lamar. He just put out a new album, super dope wordplay super quick rapper but it's got that southern vibe to it uh just put out a new album called i died for this i highly recommend it i'm gonna play the track mama told me this is grip and we'll be right back with you on uncultured yeah okay nigga be saying i fell off well, let's get it back poppin'. Talking shit, but when they see me, it's grip. Hey, we all track dropping. Fat pockets, had to run up a sack. Jitter go sack shopping. Matchboxes, and with with the white. I did the black option. Stalking my Insta and counting my views. These niggas stat watching. Cut smack the nigga with a two. Now he got a crack noggin'. Stat profits while the rest of these fools argue over rap topics. Niggas say he finna slide on me. You know where I'm at, stop it. Homie looking at me sideways. Well, he must have slept bad. Nobody better not lay a finger on me. <laughs> Just like a stepdad. Headed back from Cali with a Oski. That's in my chat bag. Nigga, really, I was high as hell. They thought it was jet lag. I don't really want your girl, dog. I already had the jobs. Oh, she put you on grip. Throwing the streams up on my catalog. Looking at my kid pictures like, he don't look bad at all. I was sneaking in the medicine cabinet. Still an Adderall. My mama told me don't mad with these messy little hoes. Get a check, make it stretch and get more. Grip protect to protect you from foes. Get some rest, it's a definite Once no. Once you quit watching me flex and go set you some goals. 
The homies be stepping on toes. Don't run this session with your necklace exposed. How you pillin' out checking for hoes? Mama told me don't man with these messy little hoes. Get a check, make it stretch and get more. Grip attack to protect you from foes. Get some rest, it's a definite no. Won't you quit watching me flex and go set you some goals? The homies be stepping on toes. Don't run this session with your necklace exposed. How you pillin' out checking for hoes? Yeah. Mama told me get a guap, be low key, cop and smoke tree on the block with OE. Got to know we out the pocket, told the Glock for OPs and watch for police. The pockets OB, so drop with no keys. Profit for OGs and shot for gold teeth. Never had a pot, you cannot control me. Niggas take shots to get crap the Dolby. Back a PC, back the piece. I had a sack of BP. Adapt the sink and now the rats on TV. That's a GG. Damn, a Grammy and a platinum CD. <laughs> In what way could a black complete me? Black whack cats let the track at PE. Still got time for a nap, I'm sleepy. This pack got dispatch from ET. This is a mismatch, stick with the kit back. All I gotta do is pop the clip in and click clack. This Mr. Chit Chat. This member click that. Assemble the diss track. I'd rather get racked, sip yak. I got problems with the six lack. Big facts, break the bitch back. This a Kit Kat and Curva. She still won't think of it as a mishap. I'm a misfit, and she missed that. Where your list at? I'm finna nitpick. You ain't heard grip rap? That nigga sick sick. I flip zips when you were doing kick flips. Cut the top off, a little snip snip. Now the titties out, a little nip slip. Food better step this shit up. Wear a Fitbit and tie bomb. I'm finna boom after the tick tick. East side zone sick shit. My mama told me don't man, we these messy little hoes. Get a check, make it stretch and get more. Grip attack to protect you from foes. Get some rest, it's a definite Won't no. you quit watching me flex and go set you some goals? The homies be stepping on toes. Don't run this session with your necklace exposed. How you pillin' out checking for hoes? My mama told me don't man with these messy little hoes. Get a check, make it stretch and get more. Grip attack to protect you from foes. Get some rest, it's a definite Won't no. you quit watching me flex and go set you some goals? The homies be stepping on toes. Don't run this session with your necklace exposed. How you pillin' out checking for hoes? My mama told me. Flex on these hoes, my mama told me. Stun on these niggas, Vou 
monde qui s'acquine, qui zombe Ici on s'aime pas sous qu'on reggae pompe espagnol Et pas mieux que la cadora t'anacole Y'a tout qui n'a volé mandarin bora Pour que la fâche boy qui chigne à nos papas Dis que non c'est l'état qu'on vit à tratar Sinceramente n'en devrie alléguer Porque eu tenho uma tavida e o zio pra mudar meu feitio Diz que eu tenho boi de brilho E eu aposto, eu duvido, meu feitio é fudido Já não pauso contigo, se não é que não for o teu piso A francesa tá me fazendo estudar Só pra pedir pra viajar pra cá Pra poder viajar na tua gamita Mas não percebo nada, tá falando Mas sei que ela diz, gente é bocô Baby, I love you When I meet you With you on Uncultured. That was Cynthia Jatami, uh, new music from Angola. Super, super dope. I came across that. So in LA, there is a music journalist that I think is like one of the last cool journalists in music that I really like take recommendations from. His name's Jeff Weiss. He writes for uh, the LA Weekly. He writes, he has his own site. He writes for a bunch of publications nationally too. But he, on his website, every week he does this thread of new African music. And he always has like eight or ten new songs from all over Africa. And Cynthia is a new artist out of Angola. And uh, I thought she's super dope. And I find a lot of really cool, if you like the Afrobeat stuff that we play on the show, you need to go check out, it's called Passion of the Weiss. And every week he has, he has a whole Afrobeat list up there um does a lot of cool like hip-hop rundowns too but i find a lot of dope music over there so shout out jeff weiss fire we are gonna get into some weird news interesting news to take us home so this is i think our personal favorite segment of of each show and love it i got some i got some funny ones this week man some real weird shit has been going on i'm ready bro tell me about it so this first one is just a quick one but To me, it made me laugh when I came across this. So a Kentucky man was arrested and and, uh, busted in a Target on Wednesday for allegedly stealing more than $500 worth of merchandise. Alan Tatman is 46 years old, and he was busted. And when they took him in to do his mugshot, he was wearing a Batman T-shirt. So uh, you could say that. Alan Tatman, the Batman fan, was busted for Robin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get out of here, Dad. I know. I, know. I saw that, and I was like, I just got to gotta bring Alan, this up. Ta- say it again. Say it again. Alan, the, Alan Tatman, the Batman fan, was busted for Robin. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That's a, that's a good one. I want to repeat that one. 
Um, parents must pay son $45,000 for trashing his VHS porn collection. <laughs> wow, dude. That sounds like a, like a Jake Paul fan right there to me. David Working <laughs> sued his parents, Beth and Paul, and won a lawsuit back in 2020. But because of all the COVID delays and all this stuff, uh, it took the judge forever to rule on the damage. And also... Wait, he, he won the fucking thing? He won this. And I'm gonna, I'll take you through it because this, this, this case is crazy. But the other thing that was a delay in the judge making a determination on how much they were going to have to pay is they had to track down someone who was a quote-unquote porn historian to place value <laughs> on his porn collection. Oh, shit. So the parents are now due to pay 30500 bucks for the damage to his porn collection and 15000 for his legal fees. What the fuck kind of porn collection did he have? I'll tell you. So Working's parents <laughs> threw out multiple boxes, 10 to be exact, of porn and sex toys that he left behind in their home after they kicked him out. He had moved back in with them after a divorce where he lived for 10 months and then they kicked him out uh, after he caused a domestic disturbance in the house. Two days later, they discovered his massive porn collection and threw all of it in the trash. He claimed that the items were worth $10,000 and the emotional attachment to his porn would be worth about 30000 to him in this lawsuit. Wow. I blame, to, to, be, to, be, to be fair, I sided with him because this just sounds like what the parents owe the kid. It's like the attacks for giving birth to this idiot of a child. <laughs> like this is they they deserve to pay this because they failed as parents is what this sounds like to me. He said that the biggest issue here is that this porn is like impossible to replace because these companies don't exist anymore. He's been collecting porn for decades. And as part of the lawsuit, David Working had to list out his entire porn collection he had thousands of vhs tapes including such classics as piss and fist oh big bad grannies and of course this is so big <laughs> that they had to make many of these hey my grandma is a whore number three Oh, man, that one takes me back. <laughs> <laughs> that one really brings me back to my childhood. If anybody is interested in just reading a whole list of this dude's porn collection, the they have the entire list on vice.com. There's an article up about it, and they list the entire... It's literally, bro, it's like 3,000 tapes. And he had, yeah. he had 10 boxes of porn and two boxes of sex toys that his parents threw out. Yeah, they raised a fucking sucio, bro. That's what that, that kid is. That they, kid's a fucking sucio. A sucio and a sociopath, I would guess. For sure. What a fucking sicko, dude. <laughs> All right, so keeping the, the strange stories rolling. Man tosses his penis out of his car during a police chase. Oh, God. Explain to me. A Explain Tennessee, to me what that even means. A Tennessee man flung his own severed penis... <laughs> out of his car window during a police chase last week and said voices in the radio told him to do it in order to save the world. What did they find in his system? Shrooms or meth? 
<laughs> so Tyson Gilbert was a 39-year-old man, and he parked his car sideways, blocking the entrance to the highway in Dowtown, Tennessee. Cops pulled up, hit their lights, and he took off. The chase involved multiple police departments and two branches of the Tennessee Highway Patrol. During the chase, though, he threw his penis out the window like a banana on a Mario Kart track, bro. <laughs> He just threw it, hoping they'd slip on it. <laughs> the police said Gilbert opened the door to his vehicle where a trooper observed he was bleeding from an alleged self-inflicted wound. He then closed the door and sped away again. He then came to a stop again, opened the door, and he was naked and covered in blood, and then got back in his car again and kept driving. They chased this dude for 30 miles and deployed two sets of spike strips that he ran through and was just driving on the rims of his car until he finally couldn't drive anymore. And then when they caught him, he told the police that there were voices in his radio that said he had to cut off his penis to save the world. Oh, to save the world? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hey, wow. let me just say real quick. Poor guy if, if, trying to save the world. <laughs> if anybody was telling me that I had to cut my penis off to save the world, sorry, world. Man, yeah, sorry. Fuck, fuck, fuck the world. <laughs> Tennessee police yeah. also could not confirm the status of the penis, meaning they may not have found it yet. Oh my god! You know what? I would oh hope. My god. I hope they didn't like put the the drug sniffing dog out there to track it down. <laughs> yeah, he just starts chewing on it, starts <laughs> chomping on the on the severed penis. Yo, how does that even... Yeah, he had to be on a bunch of fucking drugs. Yeah, I, I'm assuming so. They had his mugshot and he looked like he was probably on meth or something. But I, they don't. They didn't say. They only Yo, told us that guy, part. There, sidebar, there was a guy last weekend that killed a, fa- a guy in front of his family in Miami. And he was only on mushrooms. I've heard of that happening before. You know the... Oh, bro. One of the kind of lesser-known dudes from Wu-Tang, this was maybe like five years or so ago, he took mushrooms, tripped out, cut his dick off, and jumped out a third-story window of the house he was living in and broke both his legs. Bro, that's crazy. That's like too much mushrooms, right? Like, (laughs) fucking hell, bro. I've done mushrooms a couple of times, and I didn't enjoy it, but I never got to a point where I was like, "You you know what I think makes sense? I, I gotta cut my yeah. dick off. This has gotta yeah, go. Dude, no man, like that's why. Like, just put yourself in a situation where there's like no sharp objects. You know, maybe in a cabin, your house. You know what I mean? Doors locked. Like, fuck that, dude. Yeah, bro. It, some people. You let that be a warning that drugs are not for everybody. I don't think yeah, mushrooms your, are your bad. Mind's gotta be right. Period. Yeah, your mind's gotta be right. I don't think mean? mushrooms are bad, but they're not right for everybody. Clearly. Yeah, no drug, no matter how good it is, like even weed, you know what I mean? If you come into smoking weed with a bad mindset, you're going to have a bad time. Oh, yeah, for sure. You can't go into any of these things with a bad mindset. Some more crazy penis news. I got a lot of that today. (laughs) Man dies after using epoxy adhesive instead of a condom to have sex because he didn't have any condoms. What kind of adhesive? Epoxy. It's like what they use to build a construction it's like the super duper glue that they use on construction sites on your dick a 25 year old indian man died after doing this because he didn't have any oh. condoms so epoxy adhesive is typically used to bind construction elements together 
but Salman Mirza attempted to use it to seal his penis in order to avoid pregnancies. Several witnesses told the Times of India that Mirza and his ex-fiance had been using drugs and went to a hotel and didn't have any condoms, and so he glued his dick shut. Yo, he put it in the fucking pee hole and glued it shut? Yeah, bro. And he died from it? Yeah, so they said that uh, the toxins went from his... What What is that? The... What is the what? It has a name. The, the male urethra. Yeah. It has a name. We can't think of it, but it has a name. It went into his bloodstream from there and poisoned him. Yeah, I, I fucking bet. I fucking bet, dude. Oh my God. You put fucking soap into your penis by mistake. That shit burns like fucking hell. Yeah, it does. Imagine thinking that it's a good idea. Hey, I don't have any condoms, but I do have this construction super glue. Yeah, why not, like, cut the circulation off with a rubber band or something? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. What, what, drugs were, what drugs were they able to get last minute in India? That seems like an like a opium thing to me. Yeah, I feel like that's the only thing they got over there. They don't got fucking weed and shit. Like, I don't know. You know our friend Dingo told a story on uh, Jason Ellis's show once about how he was drunk and was trying to hook up with this girl and didn't have any condoms, and so he uh, took saran wrap and a rubber band <laughs> and used that. <laughs> that could work. He I said mean, it worked. It, it, uh, like, I, I believe it. I believe it can. Saran wrap is 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 uh, you know it's a little bit more tough, and if it breaks, like whatever, dude. Plan B pill. Way smarter than putting super glue in your penis. Yeah, still not too smart, but you know. <laughs> Right. It's a ways away from super gluing your penis hole. So I'm going to get off of all this dick talk for a minute and tell you something else that we always like to discuss here. So uh, an, another top brand has decided to launch a limited edition specialty version of their product. They have teamed up with Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Oh, God. You got any guesses? The last it's time we talked about brand. it, we talked about Hot Cheeto ice cream. Yes, I remember that. What brand is this? Mountain Dew is going to release a limited edition soda that's going to taste like Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Oh, my God. (laughs) As if Mountain Dew couldn't be more disgusting. Are you fucking kidding me? The senior director of marketing for Mountain Dew, Matt Nielsen, said, as a brand... Dew has a rich history of experimenting with new flavors that our fans love. That's when we decided to develop the Flamin' Hot Soda. We're excited for Dew Nation to, to taste this unique blend of spicy and classic sweet citrus of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like, honestly, you can't. That, I don't know. You can't name a worse flavor that's an actual food. That, to me, is one of the most vile things I've ever heard of. That sounds disgusting. That so just... it, it's, it's going to be available, if that sounds interesting to you, it's going to be available starting this weekend on Mountain Dew's website. I'm thinking that I might have to get two bottles of it and we give that a try. We might have to. I might take a little sip. Little little taste test for the show. Little taste test. I might throw up. If I do, I'm going to take a photo of it and post it on my IG. Would you rather have... Flaming hot 
Mountain Dew or Flamin' Hot ice cream? Ice cream all day. Yeah, I think so too. Because it's still yeah. ice cream. At the end of the day, this is still soda. I fucking hate soda. Okay, you know that... You know those girls when we were in school that would have like flaming hot Cheetos and Mountain Dew for breakfast in the morning. You know those girls. I feel like yeah. this is the target demo. They were like, "Hey, these girls already like this." Yeah, and all these little boys that have the you know the yellow yellow fingertips and the mouth, and they had the Cheeto breath. It's like, hey, do you not have Cheeto breath but want some? Here, have some fucking liquid Mountain Dew Cheeto flaming hot Cheeto flavor. It's disgusting. Do you like? Did you, because uh, we don't eat this shit anymore, did you prefer Flamin' Hot Cheetos or Takis? Uh, so in Miami, we didn't have Takis when I was younger. And I, I, we weren't, Flamin' Hot Cheetos is very West Coast, more than like uh, uh, Miami shit. You know, I think it's maybe Cheetos. northern from you guys because we had it growing up. I used to see uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos and you know those little baby bell cheeses? I would scoop yeah, that shit. That is up. vile that I used to do that, but I that used to do that. Either. No, I was more of a hot fries guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Hot fries, hot fries were the shit. I had some hot fries back in the day too. Yeah, and they did the game. they did the spicy onion ring ones too. Oh yes, they did. See, that's more my speed. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right the uh, the fastest accelerating roller coaster in the world has been suspended until further notice. Oh, no. Since December, at least six riders of Dudundapa, which is uh, a <laughs> roller coaster in Japan at the Fuji-Q Highland Park, have sustained bone fractures. Four of them have broken either their neck or their back. Oh, my. I can't ride that, obviously. I mean, no, fast is revolving. Like, it goes in a circle. Uh, I, I, I didn't see what the shape was, but it's the fastest speed. So oh. the coaster promotes itself as moving at what they call super death speed and it goes <laughs> from zero to 112 miles per hour in 1.5 seconds that's not even a real thing what do you mean you shot out of a fucking cannon basically yo are you kidding me i remember i remember and this was you know technology is getting a little bit too advanced for us it's, it's a problem <laughs> i remember what to 1990s fucking seven the rock and roller coaster debuted in uh, MGM and at, at uh, in Orlando for Disney, which is now the called the Hollywood Studios is what it's called now in Disney World, um, and it was it, it was the Aerosmith roller coaster, and it went from zero to sixty in three seconds, and that was super fast. And you yeah. ride it; it's still pretty fast. I kind of not imagine. 112 double, miles in 1.5 seconds. Double that speed in less than half the time. Are yeah. you out of your mind? So this roller coaster originally opened in 2001, but went underwent renovations to go even faster last year. And <laughs> the theme park and the coaster maker both say, we don't know what's causing this. Bones are breaking. <laughs> Make it faster. No one's died yet. Make it faster. So at its peak... The ride's acceleration is more than three times the force of gravity, which would be comparable to the G-force experienced by astronauts being shot into space. That's what I'm saying. Like how people people get tested and like trained to go that fast. They're just shooting a bunch of fucking random ass people just going on vacation with their kids. Somebody that's drunk off of twenty dollar beers 
and snaps their neck back. Yeah, and, and like at least when you go to space, you're going to space. Here, you're just in the same fucking town you were when you got there. <laughs> so at least take me somewhere else, you know. You and I have talked. To, I've been to Japan a couple of times. I know that's a place you want to go. Steer clear of Fuji Fuji Q Highland Park, or at least that I know, coaster. I, I, <laughs> I might just want to stay and like look and like see what happens on the ride. Like that might be most of my day. <laughs> I might just stand in front of the ride and see, oh, 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 look at that. Oh, another neck. Oh, oh, that guy's going to the hospital. Imagine, oh, there's a helicopter flying in. Imagine breaking your back on a roller coaster. I'd be so pissed. Dude, I went on fucking, what did I just go to? I went to the county fair and rode like four rides and had so much back pain the next day. You know, like there's, there's no way that you should go on anything that breaks your back. Your backs are pretty strong. Like, for your back to be breaking on a road coaster, that's not good. You also went to the zoo recently, right? I did. So, moving into our next story, a woman was just banned from oh, a zoo no. after her unhealthy relationship with a chimp. <laughs> yes. Forget more. Forget a, a monkey's uncle. She wants to be his wife. Yo, what? A.D. Timmermans has been banned from visiting a zoo in Antwerp, Belgium, after officials declared their relationship unhealthy for the animal's social socialization with other chimps. This lady has been visiting a male chimp named Cheetah on a weekly basis for four years and describes it as a real relationship. Yo, that chimp, uh, maybe she was a big fan of the Tarzan movie, the black and white <laughs> one, where the chimp was named Cheetah. He uh, or she says, I love that animal and he loves me. And she would spend hours uh, blowing kisses and waving at him and he would blow kisses back at her. The zoo said that the other chimps didn't respect Cheetah because of his fascination with this lady. And it was critical to make sure he could be a normal chimp. And so they banned her from coming to the zoo. Wow, it was like it it must have been like dating an inmate, except for you can see them more. She just probably went to the zoo every day. You can't do that at jail. She said, this is actually, A, a crazy thing, but also this is sad. She said, I haven't got anything else. Why did they have to take this away from me? Oh, uh, so can not she, like, adopt him? Or were they worried that she'd, like, bang him out? I think she would let him fuck her. You can't but do like, that. Really, and also, well, like, really, you can't live with a chimp in your house. That's, like, illegal. Really? But do they know if, like, he, like, did he like it? Did he seem to like it? He was blowing kisses back at her enough so that the other chimps in the zoo didn't respect him. I mean, would you rather be in a zoo? Would you rather be in some, like, lady's crib where, like, she did everything for you and you didn't need to work because you're a chimp? Sounds like a missed opportunity there for, like, poor guy. Speaking of being in people's cribs, <laughs> an Alabama man thought he was shot by an intruder this weekend and today, he probably only wishes that was what happened. Oh, no. The Mobile County Sheriff's Office reports that a man was awakened to sounds of what appeared to be an intruder in his home. He then armed himself with a gun and made his way in search of this intruder when he happened upon a strange man, and they both shot each other. The Sheriff's Office said Michael Amaker was the wife's boyfriend for over a year and had been secretly living in the home. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it, he thought it was at his crib. He and was, some- she let him 
secretly live in the house. How the fuck does this shit happen, bro? Do you have a room in the house where the husband just never goes? And you got him living in there? It's also like these people who live like these double lives that have like separate families. Like, how do you not know that? Like, it's a problem if you don't know your husband or wife that well, you know, like, how do they not? It's insane to me. The police say this wife had been allowing him to live there, providing him food in a secluded room. There were when they came to the house. There were bottles of urine in the room, which indicated he had been living there for a while and was just pissing in a bottle. Investigators are still piecing together the story, and they noted that the wife was too intoxicated to be interviewed whenever they arrived. Go figure. The boyfriend is currently in jail on charges of attempted murder. Trash, man. This is this is what wait wait so someone died or no? No, he didn't die. He uh the they both shot each other and yeah. so the guy who the husband who lived there got off with this being a self-defense thing and the oh. boyfriend who had been secretly living there got charged yeah, with man. attempted murder. What the fuck, dude? Yo, everybody who's listening to us from another country, uh th- this is what we deal with too, man. You know, America's great and all, but we got these trashy-ass idiots uh, in random little areas Hey, man, do shit like this. I, I'll <laughs> say right now, anybody in Alabama listening to us, shout out. We appreciate you. But you guys, you guys give yourself your own bad name with shit like this. Sure, you all, you know up. what the rest of the country thinks about you Alabamans, and now you got this story out there about you? You got to take yeah. care of your own. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm surprised this is this is uh I'm surprised there was no Florida man this week. None well, the day is still young. You never know what'll good job, happen. Good job, good job, Florida. I got a Texas man coming up though. Texas yeah. man got wasted at a restaurant, sued, and won five and a half million dollars in a settlement. Houston man Daniel Rawls was awarded $5.5 million earlier this month after filing a lawsuit against La Fogata Mexican Grill. After drinking at the, at the establishment, he got into an altercation with another customer, Robert Henriksen, in the parking lot, and uh, they decided to f- settle it old-fashioned style. Since he was drunk, though, he tripped and fell, and Robert Henriksen beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he sustained a head injury. So after being arrested, Rawls sued the restaurant, its owner, and a bartender who was working there for for the injury because they allowed the two men to drink that heavily. Rawls also said that the parking lot was uneven, and that's why he has a head injury. Yeah. And I'm he won. Sure. This He won? He won. The restaurant has to pay him $5.5 million. That's insane, and I was going to tell you, this is actually pretty common. Like uh, people, people do get too drunk. Something stupid happens when they leave there and try to sue the restaurant because the bartender. This is why it's true, though. But people sh- uh, should like cut people off. You know what I mean? Like it's a big deal. Last story for you. This is also a restaurant story. A London waiter just received judgment against the restaurant he used to work at for wrongful dismissal. So. Edgar Simplicio worked at La Antipasto, a popular Italian restaurant in London, since 2007. But he'd had enough, and he had to quit the job. 
Simplicio quit the job after the owner, Alessandro Cretella, farted and wafted it towards him in front of other customers. <laughs> Winning. Simplicio also explained that Cretella would frequently burp in his face and even asked him if he'd like to see a picture of his poo. What the <laughs> fuck? The That's owner hysterical. The owner claimed that this was just some childish humor, but when Edgar quit, an employment tribunal in England uh, ruled in favor of him quitting the job, saying the boss gave him no option but to quit, and he's now going to receive compensation worth the entire salary of the last year, last 12 months. Wow. Because the boss farted and wafted it at him. Yeah, my my boss used to throw uh, plates at people. (laughs) and uh he got promoted (laughs) and he kept getting promoted uh but he got um he's got sued like twice one for throwing a plate at a girl one for something else but for some reason they kept moving the guy up they're like yeah this guy seems to know what he's doing i would way rather i would way rather my boss ask me if i wanted to see a picture of his poo than throw a plate at me (laughs) facts um he was he was good at his job except for the plate throwing part. But it's like you know when you're working like at a high end place, shit like this happens, you know. It does. Uh, but now that this guy sued, this might open the floodgates, bro. It will in London for sure because they this went all the way to the highest courts in London, and they were the ones that ruled in favor of this guy, and they're giving him the last year of, that he would have had of a salary. Man, there's a lot of abuse in the restaurant system out here, so. I wouldn't surprise seeing more of these in the future. Yeah, I, I see that. And, you know, we've covered a bunch of stories about that stuff. Like that woman who, uh, going back to the penis news, when her uh, manager tried to sexually assault her and she cut his penis off and called the police and they arrested her for assault. Hey, yeah, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, we got to check in and see what happened with her. Free the homie. Free the homie, bro. Let's <laughs> All right, that uh, that's gonna do it for us. That's a show. Oh, it came and went. We're gonna jump in and uh, close things out the way we always do with picks of the week. Josh, what do you got for us this week? Yo, I got a little a little uh, rock for you guys here. It's this young cat called Swaco. You heard of Swaco, Josh? I had not until you sent it over to me. Yeah, he's uh blowing up. Uh, he's big on TikTok, believe it or not. Uh, but he's like. You know, his, his all his stuff isn't really my favorite, but he really has this song that to me is a banger. Um, he has songs with Travis Barker. He seems to be blowing up. He's a little bit more rap oriented than rock, but he but every now every every now and then he drops a song like this, and these are the ones that I like. Um, so it's just Swaco Paralyzed. Check it out and check him out on TikTok or Instagram. We'll be right back. She got a big ego, you could see it on a telescope I'm the same way, it's why we always argue back and forth I swear she my poison at the same time my antidote She the noose around my neck, I couldn't ask for a better rope You like a time bomb, take it away 30 seconds till you blow up, right in my face I can't find one good reason to stay So why do I hate when you walk it away?
like some loose change Drugs swerving on the one-on-one Back to your place Won't run, turn, fantasize About the greatest game That Swaco paralyzed. You're back with us on Uncultured. You're right. That song has a, a like a punk rock meets rap kind of vibe. And I think that's the uh, going to be a big trend coming up because that's a wave. That's a wave for sure. I, I was just talking to the homies over at YSL. Shout out the slimes over at YSL. Uh, Young Thug has an album coming out. I think next month. That's going to be called Punk. And he is doing like a hybrid hip hop punk thing, and get the fuck out of here, bro. It, I've heard Yo. I've heard a few songs from it, and this shit is fire, bro. I'm fucking pumped for that, bro. Are you kidding me? That's gonna be epic. If you need a taste of this before they start rolling out music, they the first single from it, he actually did a NPR Tiny Desk for it, and had a whole punk band playing with him. It's super dope, bro. It's super dope. I'm gonna check it out right now. And I've heard a few songs from it, and shit is fire. I, you know me, I like Young Thug a lot, and this is yeah. this is dope. This is not Lil Wayne doing the the rap rock record. This is <laughs> this is actually some dope shit. It's cool. I'm going to get back in my bag for my pick of the week. This, I told you at the top of the show, I played a song from it already. This Division, Ty Dolla Sign, man. This record, this is my record right now. And you got another one for us. Yeah, I'm going to close out with actually Ty Dolla Sign's interlude. When was the last time wow. we anybody plays an interlude on a radio yeah, show? Yeah. But I'm telling you. That Donda interlude, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Ty Dolla is kind of the king of the interlude, though, and I'll tell you why. Ty Dolla, his interludes usually end up being a half of a verse or a verse and a chorus. And you end up getting like, this song is a minute and 43 seconds. And it's one of those things when Ty Dolla does an interlude, you're like, oh man, that could have been a really fire song if he added another verse to this. He leaves you just on the edge of being like, this was super dope. I want more of this. And uh, this song is, is about something else that's near and dear to my heart and that's bad bitches this is called rude (laughs) 